Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 403, June 16th, 2020. The record high on this day occurred in 1933 when it was 77. And in 1961, it was as low as 43 degrees. And who are those records brought to you by? Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds since 1956. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushiman. As we speak, there's a standoff underway in North Minneapolis after shooting has left a victim in critical condition. Uh, maybe Lisa Bender can run up there and solve that. We can get a psychologist up there to take maybe care of that. it. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. that. Well, how we doing, Joe? <clears throat> I came on the air last week. And, and realize the error of my ways in the toppling of the Christopher Columbus statue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I'm faced with a similar prospect, although I think the errors of my ways were less odious on this occasion. I, I was wondering uh, naively uh, why the situation in, in Atlanta uh, couldn't have resulted with the fellow not getting shot. And I... I uh, I kept clinging my hopes to humanity prevailing, but that, that again, was naive of me. Uh, there's a larger picture. Uh, I, I was reminded of it by an emailer, uh, Mitch, and I'll get to it in a moment. But we're, we're not seeing the bigger picture. There's a big picture. Uh, first, I'll read the admonitions to me, and then I'll attempt to describe... Uh, the big picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, your let the drunk driver walk home comment ranks right up there with it's only bricks and mortar. Ooh, that hurts to be associated with Fry. Ooh, Ooh. that is. That's an insult. Maybe all crime will stop if we shake our finger really hard at criminals and scoff laws. They'll be good. Then we can abolish law enforcement. Reality check, Joe. Law enforcement officers don't have crystal balls. The Atlanta incident went sideways because the drunk resisted. That's how fast situations change. Should he have been shot? No. Tasers are not lethal weapons, but they are debilitating. A lone officer might be justified in using extreme measures when faced with a taser-wielding suspect, but this officer had a partner. I am beside myself with how many different ways I want to take this. I've been tased. I've been hit with tear gas and pepper spray. Believe me, I'd rather be tased. 50,000 low amp volts locks up the muscles between the probes, but when it's over, it's over. One trigger pull on the taser initiates a timed burst. During that time, the person being tased is pretty much helpless. Holding the trigger continues the voltage potentially until the battery drains. A single officer being tased is in a potentially life-threatening situation, but again, the shooting officer was not alone. Back to my point. If law enforcement officers have to second-guess every situation and predict the future, they might as well give up their badges and equipment and just pass out cards. Please, criminal, why are you doing that? Stop being antisocial and go home. Is that what you want, Joe? Welcome to the salon. Ooh, he got me twice. 
He put me in the salon. Rick Kanaski, Duluth PD, retired. Oh, he got me with Fry and the salon. Well, but Ooh. what he wrote, though, and what you actually said in the show yesterday, I don't think differs all that much, do you? Uh, well, he's a he's a PD. That's so what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Sorry, Joe, but you are so wrong about the Atlanta killing and the firings of the cop and the chief of police. The two cops discovered a guy asleep in his car at a Wendy's. They checked on him, and he apparently is drunk. Cops can smell this. They probably should have gotten him out of the car and done a breathalyzer to confirm his condition, and if he refused, arrested him for DUI. That's what they did. They, they would have been, that would have been good police procedure by the book, but instead they tried to talk to him like a good social worker would and try to bond with him. After several minutes of discourse, they finally thought they had a good bond with him and explained that they were going to arrest him and take him away. At this point, they attempted to handcuff him, but by now, either because he's arisen from his stupor or come down from drugs, he understands being arrested. He fights back and in his struggles, takes away a cop's taser. He runs and then turns to fire the taser at the pursuing cop. The cop, knowing that the taser is lethal, uh, if it shoots him in the head, chest, or groin, or even if it doesn't kill him, he will go down and his gun will fall to the ground, and the bad guy will pick it up and probably shoot him and maybe his partner. Lessons, don't treat bad guys like you are social workers. Don't work for a law enforcement agency that will arrest you for following procedures that they created. Good luck and keep pushing back. Gary in California. All right. Uh, Ron Boyden, Joe. Over my 23-year career, do you have any idea how many polite conversations I've had with seemingly cooperative suspects for 5, 10, 20, 45 minutes until it came time to arrest? Then the fight was on. Uh, thanks for your support. One of Douglas, Thanks for the support, Kenny. One of Douglas County's finest, Ron says. Hmm. Joe, I wish you could still take phone calls. You say that the incident in Atlanta should have had a different outcome. What outcome do you want? Do you let the guy go? Uh, we will get you in the morning. Say the guy goes home drunk and beats up crap out of his wife or kids. The wife lawyers up and charges the cops for not arresting him. What if he hops in another car and drives and kills someone? The red light cameras are no longer legal because there was no way to prove you were driving the car. The drunk lawyers up in the morning and he says you have the wrong guy. Did the cops let go burglary suspects, rape suspects, Johns, assault and battery? How about murder suspects who break away from the cops? Darn, he is too fast. Oh, well. Am I sounding stupid? Probably, but that's why we have judges and juries. Cops are not the judges and juries. Do you really want them to be? Can't wait to hear how many mad emails you will get. Don uh, Muscle and Eden Prairie. May I, uh, may I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I did monitor the, uh, the, the show email, you know, the ones that go directly to all of us. But I didn't get to the chance, obviously, to monitor your email. How'd that, uh, how'd that selection process go this morning when you were, uh, when you were, when you were sifting through the, the Garage well, Logic I, email? I, I'll tell you what. I, I am. GLers are thinkers. Uh, I can't find fault with these emails. Sure. They're well done. Uh, does that answer your question? Kind of. Here's a guy who wants to know who took over your body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you couldn't be more wrong about the shooting in Atlanta. If you're okay with this deadly drunk's actions, you're okay with all of the above. And then he cites, you know, a drunk punching a cop, a, a drunk stealing a cop's taser. Well, no, I'm not okay with any of that. Mayor, are you really okay with this kind of society? I know I did such. If I did such things, I would expect to be shot, and rightfully so. 
And what person in their right mind would choose to move or live in Minneapolis or St. Paul in 2020? When did it become okay to disobey the cops, punch cops, steal from cops, try to taser cops? Are we expected? Are we to expect cops to sit back and take it? Uh, sincerely, a sad homeowner that's way too close to Minnesota's tall buildings, Brandt. I'm building up to the the PowerPoint presentation. Boy, I'll say. Yeah. Greetings, Mary. I've listened to you describe the conduct of recent police encounters, how they were conducted, and how they could have been handled better. Uh, if he if he means George Floyd, I'll never take back a one word I've said about that. George Floyd was killed. Right. Uh, I agree that additional training on how to de-escalate can be beneficial. However, let's examine the recent incident in Atlanta more closely. In retrospect, a luxury the two officers did not have. In my estimation, they were behaving calmly, worked methodically while avoiding aggression, and de-escalating as we would expect. Remember, we only have a few seconds of video from the nearly 20 minutes of confrontation. No, I saw it all. I don't know what, what Mike was seeing. Then in a flash, everything went wrong. In those few seconds, the suspected impaired driver resisted arrest, assaulted two police officers, stole one of their weapons, escaped from police confinement, eluded capture, and assaulted a police officer with a weapon. In the instant when the escaping suspect turned and fired the taser at the pursuing officer, he had to make a split-second decision. Was it the taser? Was it a hidden firearm? Nothing good happens when shots are fired by anyone. In hindsight, we are now able to parse what happened and look it over in slow motion. Uh, everyone can agree there should never be a loss of any innocent life. But here is the dilemma cops face that was clearly demonstrated by another terribly, terribly sad event that occurred in Phoenix on March 28th of this year. Uh, and he, he linked me to the news story. A 31-year uh, veteran police captain, only months from retirement, left the safety of his command office while he was on night duty to back up two patrol officers that each had less than three years' experience. They were responding to a dispute between several roommates who had called a 911 request. All three officers spent time de-escalating the situation and convinced the troubled roommate to live, to leave, and even started to help him move his things. At some point, the suspect appeared at the top of the stairs and fired at all three officers, killing Captain Carnacle and seriously wounding the other true patrol officers. Additional responding officers eventually shot and killed the assailant. Cops know things can go wrong in an instant. They train for it. They watch for it. My fear is that an overemphasis on de-escalating can create more opportunities for bad guys to play possum and strike back when the police officer's guard is down. Yeah, they, yeah. Having untrained, unarmed civilian social workers involved only exacerbates the potential for things to go wrong. Real bad guys know how to play the game. They know when to be passive, and they know when to run, and most of them carry guns. Cops can't always know immediately if the person is a real bad guy or innocent, or even if they have a gun. Let's face it, there are bad cops just as there are bad people in every profession. They need to be weeded out. However, how can the good cops live up to the expectations we are laying out before them? How can they make instant life and death decisions at any given time and yet handle every encounter as if they are dealing with an innocent person? Good luck to us all, Mike in Duluth. Well, he's right. At, at the beginning of his email, though, he he mentioned George Floyd. Was he taking you to? No, task? he did not. He did not mention George oh, Floyd. I'm he sorry. said. He said. Uh, I said if he's referring to Floyd. Got it. Okay. Because I don't. Uh, think his anybody, first. I don't think his, anybody took you to task for your comments about George Floyd. His they? first sentence was, "I've listened to you describe the conduct of recent police encounters, how they were conducted, and how it. they could okay. have been handled better." Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and I said, "If you mean Mike." Uh, what I think about the way the Floyd thing was handled, it was handled horribly. It was just 
George Floyd was killed. And I think, Joe, and I mentioned this to you before the show started today, we've just reached a point in society, all of us, it's just, it's become so toxic that regardless of a position you might take or regardless of what you might say publicly, it's just going to be met with backlash, no matter what side of the aisle you take. And I, there's a reason for that. Why? It's a, it's a reason I've identified as the decline of moral and ethical integrity across all skin colors, across all genders. And I am going to uh, suggest that that is a result of a drifting away from faith of any kind. Wow. We were founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and they've been getting smashed. We were a God-fearing nation, and no longer are we a God-fearing nation. That compels the loss of moral and ethical integrity. A police officer, if not a representative of moral integrity, is most certainly a representative of legal authority. And he or she is faced, we're going to look at the bigger picture now, he or she is faced in many cases with a person who has lost all sense of moral and ethical integrity. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mitch Anderson's a, a, an emailer, and he has some great thoughts. Because we're missing the big That's the big picture. And there's no better prime example of that very thing than, than what's going on in St. Cloud right now. I mean, they had they had more violent riots last night, even after the initial report of a of a cop shooting two unarmed people was false, <laughs> and they still rioted. Right, right. Good morning, Joe. The big picture is everyone's focus is on details rather than the big picture. We have a lot of detail problems. You can boil it down to the scenario that we are in a situation where we are divided between anarchists and law and order people. But even this is not the big picture. When I say we aren't focusing on the big picture, I'm talking everyone. I'm talking anarchists, the Black Lives Matter, conservatives, leftists, everyone. What is the big picture? Our country and our form of self-government does not and cannot work unless we are a moral and religious people, as John Adams said. Cops are supposed to be humane with criminals because we are a moral and religious people. Criminals should be frowned upon because we are a moral and religious people. People should primarily be self-limiting in terms of corruption, crime. All manner of negativity should be limited primarily by our own conscience because we are a moral and religious people if we want to be self-governing. That's the only way it works is to be self-conscious. Uh, to that's the only way it works to be self-governing because there are never enough laws or enough law enforcers to keep everyone in check. We need our conscience, conscious, conscience to be our primary form of limitation. So it's pointless to argue about how to deal with Chaz in Seattle or Black Lives Matter or police violence or inner city violence if we aren't going to first focus on the reason why we have these problems. That reason is because we are not a moral and religious people anymore. The whole nation needs to take a time out and decide whether we believe this fundamental truth or not. It is truth in and of itself, but if people don't believe it, it will not happen. Here's a spoiler alert, though. Most people have never heard of this concept. 
so much for our education system. And Boy. worse yet, people are afraid to even say the words, words moral or religious. So it seems doubtful that anyone with any authority is going to stand up and speak truth to this situation. But all things are possible through God, as they say, so that's our hope. To sum it up, either the nation understands that we need to be a moral and religious people in order to be self-governing, or we are destined to dissolve into something that is not the United States. Good luck, Mitch. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's it. That we're, we, that, that's the big picture. The wow. big picture. The big picture is we are, uh, uh, the police are uh, tasked with uh, enforcing laws against people who have abandoned any self-limitation on their behavior because of the loss of their moral and ethical integrity, Mm -hmm. which I will continue to insist has been lost because of a lack of faith, because God's not playing any role in their lives whatsoever, however peripherally. There's their... They're not answering to a higher authority. With our rights come tremendous responsibilities. That's another thing that we're losing. With our God give those were God those rights are inalienable. You know what that means? They they don't come from man. Our freedom does not come from a set of laws. Our freedom does not come from the founding fathers. Our freedom does not come from the Minneapolis City Council. Our freedom is the gift of our being born mm-hmm. and I, I briefly mentioned this yesterday but now you have me really worried about okay we're here now in 2020 if we continue to spiral to this degree where in god's name are we going to be in 2030 not a self-governed people oh that is terrifying the the mystery will maybe that ultimately is how the mystery which i've always defined as a country uh, Mysterians are attempting to bring about a country that we don't know and we don't recognize. And maybe the mystery will finally be brought about by the decline of moral and ethical integrity to the point where we will have to be governed by some sort of force. Wow. Well, with then, our with our with our great freedoms come responsibilities. That's been going out the window too. So, Kenny, when are you putting that house up for sale? What do you mean force, governed by some sort of force? Uh, dictatorship, uh, military oh, rule. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Rayshard Brooks, who I perhaps naively, desperately did not want to see get shot, he didn't exercise his moral and ethical integrity. Ultimately, that's what caused his demise. He had a responsibility to not resist arrest. And I, I shirked my responsibility by losing sight of the bigger picture. These things are happening because this country is no longer uh, fearful of the Lord in any stretch of the imagination. I've always intended never to be a preacher on the air, and I've been, done a pretty good job of not being one because that's not my role in life. But I, I have faith. I still practice Catholicism. I, I'm amused by all the people of my age who say, well, I used to be. <laughs> then I woke up. Yeah, what would you wake up to? What you're seeing on the streets today? <laughs> but Well, that's a separate discussion. That altogether. is. It is. It is. 
the decline of moral ethical integrity is is the toxicity which you're talking about reavers that's the poison pill that's now been thrown into this boiling pot that's now america yeah and and as long as we continue to allow that type of behavior and i'm talking whether it's the the governor the mayor whoever to not enforce the these these criminals to the highest you're right we're just going to continue to spiral out of control Kenny, you finally got yourself hooked up there, buddy? Uh, Joe, let's just say a guy, uh, it's the old days and you were on the radio and a guy just joined you. Yeah. What What are you saying about your comments yesterday? Are, are you retracting them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm building upon them. Now, were okay. you, you couldn't hear us. Did yeah, you hear he, me read any of the emails? No, I, I, I okay. didn't, but I, I just heard you say that you were... Um, to paraphrase you, disappointed in your views yesterday? Uh, emailers have been uh, disappointed in my views yesterday, but 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 very soundly and very informatively. Well, I agree with both what I heard you saying right away when I got hooked up, that, yeah, he had that responsibility to not run, a- absolutely. But right. I also agree with what you said yesterday. He shouldn't have been shot for it. No, and there there is some defense in the emails uh, that indicate that the presence of two officers might have prevented that shooting. If that was a lone cop who lost his taser and is now being fired at, and he has no help and no backup, that shooting takes on a completely different perspective. Yeah. yeah but he had a partner yeah. with him. He had a partner yeah, with him. Yeah. No, I'm saying, Kenny, that uh, the, the the bigger picture is that if we are to be a self-governing nation, as, as Mitch has written, uh, the people of this country have to get a grip on the concept of their responsibilities. Yeah. Or we're going to lose it. And that would be the ultimate takeover, the triumph of the mystery. Yeah. And, and if you're godless, and if you're an anarchist, you don't give a re- uh, you don't care about being self-governing. Your whole your whole effort is to bring about the destruction of this country. Your yeah. whole your whole plan is to ruin this. It's interesting. I just had a conversation with a couple of guys this morning. We were talking about our responsibilities when we get pulled over, and it's not just African Americans. It's all of us. Every single one of us, male, female, young, old, all races, all colors. We need to obey what those officers say, and then whatever happens after that happens. But, I mean, hands on the wheel, uh, windows down, uh, tell them the truth. You, you can't lie to cops. They, they get lied to all day, every day. And just take whatever is coming your way. Yeah, I've got more thoughts on this in a moment. A guy, a friend of mine, who ordered a Volkswagen from Countryside, and then had to wait for it because it was built. They they built him one. He ordered it with he nice. says, what I want. I want this color. I want this and this. And he was at my house today. And I had to move his car because the CP needed to back out of the driveway. And I wanted to drive it. It's a Jetta. Uh, just handsome as hell. Just handsome as hell and still has that great new car smell. He got it at Countryside Volkswagen Alfa Romeo and Fiat in Maplewood. They're on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Uh, right now. interest for 72 months on all 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. That includes the new Atlas Cross Sport. Uh, Also, uh, 0% for what? Uh, 72 months. 72. 
No, for 60 months on all oh. used vehicles. Oh, uh, so, wow. So here's what you do. You go to the websites. There are three. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Then you do your due diligence and you call, tell them to have a certain car ready for your inspection and test drive. You'll get your own personal sales appointment at Schmelz Countryside. 651 243 4316. Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. We need them more than they need us. I'm talking about DKMags.com on Old 8 and New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. They're offering all of us firearms, ammunition, and accessories. Uh, they're super busy right now for all the obvious reason, but that's not going to stop us from singing the praises of the crews at both DKMags.com and Monticello Pawn and Gun. They offer us solid facts, sound advice, competitive prices on everything related to firearms, ammo, and accessories. And no matter what you're thinking, personal protection, home, hunting, shooting competitions, yes, yes, and yes to whatever you're thinking right now, the GLers at DKMags.com and Monticello Pawn and Gun, they're here to help all of us through this. If you're in law enforcement or if you're in the military, a veteran thereof, Oh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We need you, and you earn another 5% discount from DKMags.com in New Brighton or Monticello Pond Con, a, a couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. Good luck. There's a seemingly inconsequential story in the Star Tribune today. Uh, very small potatoes in the larger scheme of things, but I can link it to the decline of moral and ethical integrity. It's a, a story, uh, the, the headline is Floyd DeKal, as in George Floyd. Floyd DeKal spurs renaming discussion for park. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Minneapolis Park Board leadership, is a, it's a brief story. Minneapolis Park Board leadership is discussing the renaming of a park in honor of George Floyd. The agency's president said two days after a Floyd DeKal was placed on a park sign and later removed. I don't know who put the decal up on the George Todd Park sign, Park Board President Jono Cowgill told the Star Tribune. But I commend whoever it was for their creativity and detailed work. I'm very open to a park name change for George Floyd, he said, and have had a few preliminary conversations on the topic with other commissioners. He said any decisions about such a move must be grounded in black and brown community voices. The unauthorized alteration of the sign along the eastern border of the park occurred Saturday night and was spotted by a maintenance worker on Sunday. Board spokeswoman Dawn Summers said the agency had no immediate plans to peel off the Floyd decal to reveal Todd's name underneath. I learned uh, Monday that the decal is gone, Summers said. On Sunday, we had issued the directive to our staff to not remove the decal. Unfortunately, one of our early morning weekday crew members was unaware of the directive and they removed the decal Monday morning. As for the label, which was a good match to the sign's design, it was unsalvageable and could not be re-adhered. Summer said maintenance workers routinely remove materials posted or displayed throughout the park system, so it's unfortunate the early morning staff that start at 6 a.m. were unaware of the directive to not remove the decal. 
The park east of Diamond Lake and along the 5600 block of South Chicago Avenue sits about two and a quarter miles south of where uh, George Floyd was killed. George Todd was a park commissioner from 1957 to 63. The board named the park in honor of Todd. The World War I veteran had cancer at the time. He died in 1964 at the age of 71. A seemingly inconsequential story. Or... But the ideological mindset there is, we don't mind you renaming the park so long as we politically approve of what you've done. (laughs) It's just an amazing story. They not only would have kept it, they're angry that a worker did what he was supposed to do by taking it down. Yeah. Wow. And and whoever did it, did it uh, cleverly. Uh, Instead of Todd, George Todd Park, it says George Floyd park and whoever did it did it in the right typeface and the same size and everything else so it looked if you were driving by you'd say oh that's george floyd park and these precious precious people uh are, they want to so signal their virtue of how enlightened they are and how guilt-ridden they are that they're angry that who they're they're calling the vandal creative <laughs> yeah I have a quick question. The, the, the What was the group, the Minneapolis, what was it? The Minneapolis uh, Park Board, Park. is that what you said? Yeah. Correct. So are they also an institution of complete racism, according to Andrea Jenkins? They're an institution. Yeah, so would they be that? Mm. Yes, they they're would racist. Be systemic racist. Okay. They're racist. Yeah. Got it. Every every institution. John, yesterday, Andrea Jenkins, vice president of Minneapolis City I saw, Council. Yeah. 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 But I, I find this an astonishingly illuminating story for the for the depth of, of of for the depth of now let me start over Here i find go. this an astonishingly illuminating story for the revelations of just moral and ethical corruption that are taking place first of all i don't give a rat's ass if you rename it george floyd park i don't care but just like christopher columbus that would have to go through channels You'd have to have hearings. You'd have to have petitions. You'd have to make a case for it. Okay, fine. You want to go do that and rename it George Floyd Park? That's fine with me. I have no horse in the race. But there's a procedure involved. But the horse I do have in the race is expecting the people in positions like the Minneapolis Park Board to adhere to the law, to rules and regulations. And instead, they took the exact opposite tack. We love this. We wish it hadn't been taken down. We wish we could have salvaged it. We would have left it up. It's a shame our maintenance workers didn't get the directive. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's come to that. Well, it, we saw that, they, this behavior with uh, Calhoun. They, they acted the same way during the renaming of Calhoun. They did not ask for input from the DNR. A- am I wrong? No. Now, if, if someone had come along and did the right typeface and, and made it John Height Park, <laughs> what, what do you think their attitudes would have been? They, they wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> no. Of course not. When I saw the story, I, I immediately thought of taggers, you know, the guys that go and paint. Yeah. Train and cars and, and whatnot. 
Yeah, and yeah. some people say that's okay. I, I hate that. To me, that's vandalism. Of course and it I, is. And I kind of looked at this as the same way. It's vandalism. Go through the channels if you want to. Although and, I remember you know. driving, uh, I was driving to my in-laws in Buffalo, and on 55, they got the big train. that, And there was a kid that I saw doing I'm like, well, that's pretty good. That's I like the look of that one. <laughs> well, they do a great job, yeah. some of them. But. Some of those boxcars are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Todd Park, Park Board President Jono, Jono Calgill, told the Star Tribune, I commend whoever it was for their creativity and detailed work. Uh-huh. Well, it's come to that. So if you're gonna been... be a if you're gonna be a, a vandal, just be a neat one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been good. talking about how they're uh, how they've been off the rails for well over a year now, Joe, mm-hmm. with the closing down uh, the parkway, um, the Minnehaha Falls Parkway around Harriet, and, and now the recent closure of uh, West Mississippi River, not Boulevard, uh, whatever they call it on my side. You know. See, that's the absence of conscience. Conscience. That's the absence of self. Restraint. That's the absence of self-governing. These are wildcatters who are taking the law into their own hands. These these uh, park board members believing themselves to have this kind of virtue power, and it's just all B as in B, S as in S. It just, I'm gobsmacked that that this this act was praised. It was praised. Well, sure, as long as it fits a certain narrative, then it's okay. Sure. Yeah. And again, for all you euphorians who love to listen but can't admit it to your neighbors, I don't care if it gets renamed George Floyd Park. Oh, I think that's a slap in the face to George Todd, a World War I vet who obviously was dedicated to serving the city in some capacity. Uh, I, don't know anything about, I don't know anything about George Todd, right. except he was a World War I vet and he was on your own park board. But you're 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 just you 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 were just so happy that this was done so neatly. You're disappointed that you lost the decal. So there were that's tantamount to saying you'd rename it that without going through any procedures. Personally, I would pick Phelps, which is one block south of where George was murdered. Yeah, it's on 39th in Chicago. Phelps Park. Yeah, yeah. Why don't John we come back with? To- Go ahead, okay. John. Yeah. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, he, he appears to fit the uh, uh, the stereotype, shall we say, when Lisa Bender tweeted uh, that they were going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Jono yeah. tweeted back, excited to be a strong partner in this work. Oh, yeah. he, he fits the... Wow. Yeah. Does he have anything to do with the park police? Because separating those two bodies and not working together was also a huge mistake. He in, also, in, uh, yes, on his Twitter account uh, where that's announced, he says this happened because of community organizing, protesting, lifting your voices, thank you, with hands folded together. So, yes, he does, obviously. We're going to be back. Psycho. We'll be back with John Heights Newscast. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. All right, fellas, it's time for a roll call. I've got on the gray bamboo chill boys. Kenny, what are you rocking today? I got my black chilies on. Johnny? I got the blue. We got everything. How about you, Mayor? Gold. Nice. And the emails continue to keep pouring in. Thank you to... Rob, let's see, who else uh, rocked Chill Boys this week? Kathy bought some for her husband. Beth, 
And also, Michael, thank you so much for supporting Chill Boys. They are the most comfortable underwear you will ever, ever own, and they are a Minnesota company. They are fantastic. If you order them today, would you get them in time for Father's Day? I would think so. They have a pretty quick turnaround, but that's a good idea. Place your order today. Get them for Dad for Sunday. Chillboys.com is their website, at Chillboys brand on Twitter. Like I mentioned, they are a Minnesota company, and they are proud supporters of the Garage Logic podcast, and they wanted me to thank each and every one of you for placing your order chillboys.com here's john height uh, chill boys also has cool sunglasses really really nice sunglasses did you order well, a pair so i did not yet but i probably will before summer's over yes oh i probably. need to do that thanks for mentioning this, that johnny i did not know that sure uh, this news is brought to you by Fradlone's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Uh, Tuesday, today at the Minnesota State Capitol, members of the Senate are taking up several policing reform measures. The call for change has been a top priority for lawmakers after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said he wants the special session to end this Friday, but members of the House said there shouldn't be a timeline. Republicans wanted to pass some police reforms this week, but as far as a complete overhaul, Gazelka said they should wait. Uh, today, the Senate's looking at five bills, could vote on four of them later on in the afternoon. Since Floyd's death, Minneapolis City Council and some community members have called for more action, but Gazelka said there needs to be two stages, a short-term and long-term approach. Uh, more problems in St. Cloud last night, police oh. using tear gas to disperse a crowd. Uh, about 100 people demonstrated with some protesters chanting some of George Floyd's last words. A dumpster was set on fire and pushed into the middle of a street. Officers used their patrol cars to cordon off Southtown Liquor Store, which appeared to have been broken into with glass and bottles strewn about. A similar crowd had gathered early Monday after a rumor spread on social media that police had shot two black men. In fact, a police officer had been shot in the hand while struggling to make an arrest. No officers returned fire while struggling with the man, according to officials. Another problem with these people is that they're stupid. Yeah. The cops the cops did exactly what they were yeah. supposed to do, never pulled their weapon, didn't shoot two black kids. You people are mm-hmm. morons. Well yeah. you you get I guess you can understand I don't accept it, but you no. could understand Sunday night, but last night the news had already come out that the, that the initial report was completely false. This, yeah. this proves they don't give one rat's ass about George Floyd or anything else. They right. just You're want right. a riot and party and wreck things. Yeah. They couldn't care less about George's uh, name, and they're using it in vain as far as I'm concerned. Yep, you're exactly right. A Rochester man has been charged in connection to an arson at the pawn shop in Minneapolis uh, that dur- occurred during protests. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 25-year-old Montez Tara Lee faces one count of arson. A criminal complaint says the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive received an anonymous video of an arson that occurred at Maxit Pawn on East Lake Street. In the video, the man, later identified as Lee, is shown pouring liquid from a container around the store. Another video showed Lee in front of the pawn shop saying, bleep this place, we're going to burn this bleeper down. Kenny, is that the one that's right next to Caboose? Is that the uh, pawn shop wait, that got burned down? Uh, uh, yeah, um, say it again. The one that's oh, right yeah, next to the caboose over here. Yeah, it's thir- uh, Cedar and basically 94. Oh. Police say one of the victims from a shooting that occurred early Sunday morning in Minneapolis has died from the injuries. Minneapolis Police Department Public Information that's Officer sad. John Elder said the, man, uh, the victim was a man in his 20s. 
An additional victim went to the area hospital Tuesday evening saying they were injured during a shooting at the same location. According to police, just before 2 a.m., officers notified about a shot spotter activation on the 200 block of West Broadway. When officers got there, they learned that five of the victims had been taken to area hospitals. Investigators are working to identify what part each of the individuals played in the incident. If you're a fan of food at the State Fair, of course, uh, you're out of luck as far as the State Fair goes, but they're putting the uh, trucks up in different parking lots all around the Twin Cities. And oh, now cool. you can find out. Yeah, you can find out where they're at. Of course, the State Fair and a lot of county fairs were canceled. A lot of vendors are setting up in parking lots, roadsides, and even at dormant fairgrounds across the state. Minnesotans are driving out of their way to get their fair-themed snacks with a Facebook group and an interactive map as their guide. Lori Lexvold and her son Ian manage the 90,000-member strong Fair Food Guide group on Facebook. Lori's a lifelong attendee, originally from Roseville, launched the group after the news that the state fair was not to be. Uh, I was invited to join this group on Facebook, and guess who asked me to join? Angie. That would be Rook. <laughs> of course. Oh, if, if it was food-related. Yeah. yeah. Just think, different. this is the first summer in the lives, since they were born, of hundreds of thousands of Minnesotans who will not eat a Prano pup. Oh, so, Johnny, I've spent the last decade-plus uh, fares with you. Are you going to follow along the, the French fry truck then as it goes from town to town? <laughs> I think nobody I eats more state fair French fries than my guy, John Hyde. Yeah, I have a couple, three days' worth. <laughs> what, what would, you, would you stop at any of these? Is there anything you really need from the fair? Joe, I know you don't. You no. don't even eat anything at the fair. No. But we all do, the they, rest of us. Well, because usually they bring it to us. <laughs> I would like the turkey to go truck to be oh, uh, right parked right one. next, because that's my problem. Is I have to by the time I get that turkey over to the French fry booth, yeah. and then the French fries back to our booth, the <laughs> things have started to melt. And you know, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but during all those years of doing the fair shows, I was talking while you were eating. Yeah, that was a good oh, benefit. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's your problem. That's yeah, your name. So. Your name's on the program, <laughs> right. and uh, you're you're cashing the checks, and yeah. we're just here. Pretty- we're just You're here just for here the to eat. Yeah. yeah. I remember the one time I'm running the board, he turns around, right, Reeves? Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it, Mayor. Give the boss. Give him the thumbs up. Give him the thumbs up, yeah. Yeah, some days that was a pretty tough gig there at the fair. As uh, businesses reopened across the U.S. after coronavirus shutdowns, a lot are requiring customers and workers to sign forms saying they won't sue if they get sick. Businesses fear they could be the target of litigation, even if they adhere to safety precautions from the CDC and state health officials. But workers' rights groups say the forms force employees to sign away their rights should they get sick. Liability waivers, similar to what President Trump's campaign is requiring for people to attend that rally Saturday in Tulsa, would protect businesses and states that don't have liability limits or immunity from coronavirus-related lawsuits. And so far, at least five states, Utah, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Alabama have those limits through legislation or executive orders. The coronavirus so far has sickened more than 2 million people in the U.S. with 115,000 deaths, according to John Hopkins University. 2020 has been a rough year on the American psyche. Folks in the U.S. are more unhappy, according to a new survey today, than they've been in almost 50 years. (laughs) I'm not happy. uh, Which one one are you? Which one are you? (laughs) 
This uh, uh, somewhat unsurprising, I guess, conclusion comes from the COVID response tracking study conducted at the University of Chicago. It finds that just 14% of American adults say they're very happy, down from 31% who said the same in 2018. That year, 23% said they'd often or sometimes felt isolated. Now, 50% say that. The survey was conducted in late May, draws on nearly a half century of research from the General Social Survey, which has collected data on American attitudes and behavior every other year since 1972. Most of the new survey's interviews finished up before the death of George Floyd, uh, Floyd touched off nationwide protests and a global con- conversation about race and police brutality. Americans were already facing uh, the loneliness from the coronavirus outbreak, and the study says uh, after this, it would probably be higher if they took it again at this point. In Beijing, did you see they're having another little outbreak there? Yeah. Coronavirus. We, We don't like that. It's being called extremely severe. Additional neighborhoods fenced off on Tuesday, security checkpoints set up, and people are being prevented from leaving the city. Beijing city spokesman Zhu Hajian said the epidemic situation is extremely severe. Right now, we have to take these strict measures. More than 20 neighborhoods in the Chinese capital have now been designated medium risk. U.S. retail sales up 17.7% from April to May, with spending partially rebounding after the coronavirus had shut down businesses. Boy, did the market like that. Yeah. It's up 512 points right now. Mm -hmm. Government's report showed that retail sales have retraced some of the record-setting month-to-month plunges as March and April businesses increasingly reopened. Still, the pandemic's damage to retail sales remained severe, with purchases still down at about 6.1% from last year. Uh, Monday, yesterday, they rescheduled dates. I'm sure you're all waiting breathlessly for this, for Kenny Chesney's Chalaxification Tour. What does that mean? The what tour? Chalaxification. Chill Chill and chill boys? Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. It did include a stop at U.S. Bank Stadium, which obviously had to uh, be canceled or postponed, I guess you'd say. Uh, Other bands playing in that, they will stay in next year's concert lineup, Florida, Georgia Line, Old Dominion, uh, Michael Fronte, and Spearhead. I don't know how they fit in with Kenny Chesney. That's not country. Yeah. No, not at all. You know Uh, what country needs? Country needs Waylon Jennings. That's what country needs. That'd be good. Well, Chris Stapleton's kind of in that same vein of touch, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's legit. But he's not nearly as beat up as old Waylon was. Not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> the tour was initially scheduled to stop in Minneapolis May 2nd of this year and now will be at U.S. Bank Stadium June 5th of 2021. If you had tickets for that May 2nd show, uh, you can use them in the show. You well, can also he plays here every play. year, so they probably just said, well, he's going to come back around town again anyway. Yeah, he yeah, so has, I think, every for about 10 years, it seems like. Uh, for the fourth time in its history, the Oscars are being postponed. Oh, Academy no. Of, the Academy of Motion, Picture, Arts, and Sciences and ABC said Monday the 93rd Academy Awards will now be held April 25th, 2021, eight weeks later than originally planned because of the pandemic's effects on the music You know what would be great? Uh, Just have Ricky Gervais do his own Oscar party at his house. I will watch every second of it to (laughs) watch him roast everybody. They wouldn't have any movies to award Oscars to. All production has stopped. All releases have stopped. They've got nothing. Yep. In New Jersey, they opened things up again yesterday. And, of course, just before 6 a.m., customers lined up outside the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. 
Atlantic City waiting to get a seat. 6 a.m. Wow. Beer Hall partner Scott Kronick was cheered by more than 20 customers as he served the first legal beer to be consumed on-premise in three months. That beer was Dogfish Head's Hazy Ripple. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, except it's hazy. See, you're wrong. Yeah, you are wrong, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, I was downed in less than one minute by Bob McLean of Egg Harbor City. Bob put the glass down and said, I am ready for round two. He and his girlfriend were the first in line as customers and businesses celebrated the return of outdoor dining. Uh, Mark Colazzo said, so, we just want... Yeah. Was there a follow-up story on how he enjoyed his night in jail? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, partner Mark Colazzo said, we just wanted to be the first beer that could be poured on premise again. Uh, a lot of people were there having $5 mimosas, Bloody Marys, and breakfast sandwiches. Uh, Mark Buell said we needed to get out after the coronavirus. He was excited, drinking his Bloody Mary and a pork roll breakfast sandwich. Hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm really happy for that guy. Yeah. Well, you know, have you have you been out to have a beer yet? Here? Uh, just, just at home? Just at home so far. Just at home. Just yeah. at home. Oh, at the, at just the at home. golf course I had one the other day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. President Trump told reporters on Monday that John Bolton, his former national security advisor, will have a, quote, very strong criminal problem if he proceeds in publishing his book. Bolton's memoir is set to be released June 23rd, but the president called it highly inappropriate and said that he would no. consider every conversation he has had with Bolton to be highly classified. Got it, Chris? Trump ousted Bolton as National Security Advisor last fall. Bolton, a meticulous note-taker, and Trump's third National Security Advisor is expected to shed new light on the president's dealings with foreign countries as well as his impeachment. Uh, the president said, quote, if he wrote a book and if the book gets out, he's broken the law, and I would think you would have criminal problems. I would hope so. Supreme Court ruled Monday a landmark civil rights law protects gay, lesbian, and transgender people from discrimination in employment, a victory for LGBT rights from a conservative court. The court decided by a 6-3 vote a key provision of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, known as Title VII, that bars job discrimination because of sex, among other reasons, encompasses bias against people because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Justice Neil Gorsuch, who of course was a Trump appointee, wrote, an employer who fires an individual for being homosexual or transgender fires that person for traits or actions it would not have questioned in members of a different sex. Sex plays a necessary and undistinguishable, uh, undisguisable role in the decision, exactly what Title VII forbids. So I'm talking to Jason uh, this morning about this, and both Jason, or uh, excuse me, both uh, myself and Don were surprised and had to admit to Jason that we had no idea that this was a thing. I, I mean, we had just obviously wrongly assumed that this had already been in place forever and ever and ever. Well, in and, some in some municipalities, but it, uh, federally, it was still legal to fire someone. Yeah, and that was stunning. And what's even I think more they, uh, stu I think they made the right ruling. Oh, without a doubt. A sturdy and, and limb? Was that a sturdy limb? I think it's a good limb. I'm glad this so-called conservative court came out and did that. I, I, I think this is it's good for everybody. Mm -hmm. 
House Democrats opening an investigation into the distribution of more than $500 billion in small business loans under that pandemic relief program, escalating a clash with the Trump administration as it resists oversights of the money in coronavirus assistance funds that was handed out. The announcement from the seven Democrats on a committee created to look into how the administration is spending pandemic relief money came as Steven Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, abruptly pivoted under pressure from lawmakers, said he would work to disclose more about where government-backed money was going through the lending initiative, the Paycheck Protection Program. It was the latest indication that despite tries by lawmakers to build layers of oversight into the stimulus program, an administration that's been hostile to congressional scrutiny continues to resist. In a letter to four congressional committees last week, the heads of an independent accountability panel created by the law alerted lawmakers that lawyers for the Treasury Department were interpreting the statute in a way to exempt more than one trillion, with a T, dollars from scrutiny. Hey, John, uh, before you get yes, to your sir. next story, I have to ask you, since you know you and I are baseball guys and we're not going to get any baseball because Rob Manfred's yeah. an idiot, um, Have you? did you watch the Maguire-Sosa 30 for 30? I oh, did boy, not. I tried. I really hate Maguire. Thank you. I, I I was rooting like hell for him that summer of 98. I was just a dumb kid we back all then. We all were. Wow, is he hateable. Holy cow. Really? Yes. Well, you guys, ta- you guys talked to Roycey about it, and Roycey admitted he was also on the bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. John, you want to go swimming? Swimming? Sure. Yeah. Are you a Why swimmer? Uh, Man, I'm if I was a kid, good, but... I know where I'd be right now. I'd be at the lake swimming at somebody's beach where the parents were smart enough to have brought in Aquaside to free the beach of weeds and algae and strange things. You have no bleeping idea what they are, but it scares the hell out of you. Aquaside, <laughs> Aquaside gets rid of that stuff. They've been helping people maintain Great Lake shores for more than 60 years. With a complete line of lake and pond control products, they take care of everything. The products are easy to use. They work quickly, and they're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and they're safe for you, the fish, and your family. So there is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. we got a week of swimming right now, a whole week ahead of us, if not a whole summer of swimming ahead of us. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside, White Bear Lake uh, Company, by the way. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com and get that beach weed free so the kids have a really great summer of swimming johnny i got uh, one more story for you and it's about yeah. swimming something you should be careful of, okay all right Local wildlife Weeds. officials no this is in florida oh. local wildlife officials are looking for an alligator that bit a man in the face whoa oh, whoa it's kind of his own fault. Largo Police Department spokesman Lieutenant Scott Gore told Creative Loafing Tampa Bay, that's uh, apparently a website, that a fellow by the name of Travis Spitzer was in waist-deep water in Taylor Lake Friday, June 12th at about 5 in the morning. Why? Why? He was looking, he was looking for Frisbees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the <my> gator. Florida's the best. Florida man. It? Florida man. <laughs> The gator jumped up and bit him in Don't the face. They float? Are, I was just thinking the same thing. Don't frisbees float they, to shore? Frisbees float. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, mm-hmm. you missed it, but last Friday, Rook and I discovered a video, um, and it, I think it originated on Facebook. But there's a new toy that's out there. You know, you've seen those remote-controlled boats. You know yeah. that, that, that people have. Well, yeah. this one is a a floating yeah. alligator head that you can remote control. <laughs> 
Christ. Oh, oh, I got to get one. I got to get one. the Lord's, <laughs> Lord's name in vain there. I got to uh, get one. We could probably uh, get a package of them, you know, five for yeah. whatever. You know, there's uh, some of us country boys that have what we call a pickup shotgun. And uh, that, that, that thing might see a little use if, uh, if I, yeah, yeah. You know how I've been saying, Johnny, you know how I've been saying yeah. for years, John and staff, I've been saying for years that uh, uh, to black Americans, uh, what's your attraction to the Democratic Party? What, what have they done for you? They've been in power next to the country's tallest buildings for 50 years. And uh, I think you should, as a black parent, for example, you should tell them to stop doing you favors. Uh, We're going to play you when we come back. uh, Audio of Malcolm X, of all people. Uh, A couple of emailers alerted me to this. Anybody know what uh, Malcolm X's name was at birth in uh, Omaha, Nebraska? I don't. No. Malcolm Little. Malcolm Little. Oh, yeah, I guess I had heard that. But Then he became the Muslim Shabazz, 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 whatever. Uh, I want you to hear what uh, Malcolm X had to say of all souls. Uh, I think it's a clip from about 1965, and it's just uh, ironic that a couple of people uh, today uh, alerted me to that. You'll hear it when we come back. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Here's Malcolm X in, I believe, about 1965, addressing a room of activists during the Civil Rights Movement. The game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, Integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power. But the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader, who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Wow. 
Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Joe. 1965. 1965. Wow. Huh. I I can I'm in no way can claim to be a, a student of Malcolm X or or have never read any of his works or uh but I, I know what I heard, and what I heard wow. was, was so accurate. How, how long ago is that? 55 years? Yes. Yeah, 65. Yeah, well, 50. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you know what's funny? Wasn't he killed in 65? I believe no. so. No. Is it 65? I thought it was six. Anyway, uh, he had traditionally, at least in my probably flawed memory and thinking, really scared white people, Malcolm X did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was he was he making reference there to the Reverend Martin Luther King uh, without saying anything? I don't know. I don't know. I think he was making a larger uh, reference to the idea that he was on to the game of the Democrats. You're all a bunch of frauds. Oh, now I need to read and listen to everything he, he's ever said. Wow. He didn't let white conservatives off the hook, but it, he, no, didn't, no. He, didn't, he didn't accuse white conservatives of being deceitful i like guys that don't let anybody off the hook those are my guys yeah well i thought people would find that interesting as uh two uh emailers obviously thought i would uh, find it interesting and i i do uh do you recall hold up february 21st 1965 malcolm x was assassinated at the autobahn ballroom in manhattan yep sorry go ahead joe sorry do you know that, uh, uh, Jordy alerts me to this, do you know that, <laughs> that the new Ford Bronco will debut on July 9th? That's O.J. Simpson's birthday. Oh, come on! <laughs> yep. No! Yeah, the Detroit Free Press had a piece about it. Uh, Simpson, of course, was known for being in that white Bronco on that TV, uh, uh, leading a TV chase after being charged in the slayings of his ex-wife and her friend. Slow chase. Right? And Jordy yeah. notes, if the Bronco fits... You must acquit. <laughs> but I was—I read the story, and Ford executives are apoplectic. They had no idea. They didn't or don't not. want the Bronco associated with O.J. Simpson, and it was just a, literally a matter of not checking the calendar. Just think how careful you have to be. Everything now. Geez, you got to check the calendar to find out whose birthday might be July 9th and if that's going to prove to be a problematic. Do you buy it? Is it? I, I, is it? <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I was just you know, say, you're too cynical, Reavers, because I, I know what you're going to say. But you're going to say they did this on purpose. It's headdressing. But think about it. How much more publicity are they going to get for the debut of the, the revamped Bronco than they otherwise yeah, would have? I'm in Chris's camp on this. <laughs> yeah, but what, isn't, so the, isn't the new Bronco based on the stylings of the original Bronco before it got big and fat? And I don't puffy? know. But let me tell you something. They're not changing the date. <laughs> And they shouldn't. <laughs> no, they're not going to change the date. Oh, Lord. Who is driving that? I can't remember his name. Uh, El Cowley. El Cowley, yeah. That's, that's his yeah. friend. Because yeah. he's the one that called the cops, wasn't he, Johnny? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a story out of England because we've been noting in this country uh, the statues uh, getting taken down. And uh, there's a, a stat. There's a statue of Churchill in London. I'm sure there are many. It was defaced, saying he was a racist. And there's an activist named Lorraine Jones, who is chair of the Lambeth Independent Policy Advisory Group in the UK, said she's never personally met former Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and she's not sure his London statue should remain standing. She doesn't know who he is. Oh, my God. She doesn't know who he is. 
During an embarrassing wow. Saturday exchange, Jones, speaking with Channel 4 News host Kathy Newman, addressed the recent defacing of a Churchill statue in London, blaming it on far-right activists. They were not guarding the Churchill statue, Jones said. The thuggery which we all witnessed was horrifying and totally unacceptable, so that was just an excuse. Jones added that certain people should be seriously examined to determine whether they are placed on a high pedestal in this society. I think what needs to happen... Uh, we need to look at the people that are being placed on a high pedestal in this society, the reasons why, and honestly and rightfully decide if those sh- they should be removed, she said. The sooner the government can make the decisions to take down the statues, which shouldn't be there, place them in a museum like uh, some people have uh, requested. I've heard many arguments. Well, and then she said, well, but do you think the government should remove the Churchill statue? Well, I've heard many arguments on both sides, Jones said. Some say that he's a racist. Some say that he's a hero. I haven't personally met him. She's about 25. He died in 1965. <laughs> I haven't personally met him, but what I would say is that the question of whether he should remain should be put to the community. Uh, Hold on. A perplexed... A perplexed Newman then went on to ask Jones whether she personally believed the Churchill statue should be removed. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't done a lot of history work with Churchill, but if I was to do that, it will be based on my findings, she said. Huh. Yeah, you, you're... Uh, well, you, wait, you're, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> She's technically not wrong. She's never met him. She never she met him. Re- I never met him either. Yeah, she doesn't realize that she's there because of Churchill. That's right. That she saved that. He saved them. It's just, it's just astonishing. Uh, It's just astonishing. Uh, We have, we have living among us people who are dolts. They're just dolts. Yeah. D o l t s. See the op-ed today in the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, removing statues, uh, headline, The Facts of History Don't Change, We Do, written by uh, Representative Dean Erdahl of Action Township, a member of the House. He was a teacher of U.S. history at New London Spicer for 35 years. He's authored seven books about the U.S.-Dakota War and the Civil War. It's a really interesting piece and basically saying the same thing that you have said and uh, the retweet that I mentioned yesterday uh, that Kathy Werzer did on Sunday morning. It's a fascinating discussion and definitely worth reading the Star Tribune for today. The Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University revoked a job offer for its incoming dean, after students and faculty accused her of microaggressions because of a tweet that called some police officers good. Oh, that's a, that's a, oh, wow. Here's the tweet. Yep. For the family of George Floyd, the good police officers who keep us safe, my students, faculty, and staff praying for peace on this Blackout Tuesday. And they withdrew her job offer. I wonder what uh, uh, further man himself further, would say. Further indication that there's completely no hope for the future of journalism because it's becoming something that isn't what I learned to do. Uh, these are the these are her would-be students who canceled her in the cancel culture. I read the story last week. She was incoming from somewhere, and that was the tweet that got her to lose the wouldn't, job. Wow. Wouldn't Cronkite himself be upset by this? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I would hope so. And then yesterday we were mentioning truck drivers uh, who might not want to come into a city if that city does no longer has a police force. And Vic writes, as an independent owner-operator for 30 years, I, wouldn't, uh, I, will, I would deny businesses in Minneapolis or St. Paul a delivery of certain conditions. I wouldn't de- uh, deny businesses 
a delivery if certain conditions are met. One, the police department is actually policing. Two, looting and rioting have been over 48 hours or more. Three, daylight receiving hours between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Four, Google Maps Street View doesn't show bars or boarded up windows. I was in L.A. driving truck the week of Rodney King riots and drove the 2,000 miles home empty, then confronted mobs, or rather than confront mobs. Years of experience have taught me to just keep trucking if you see certain signs. Gangs of dudes standing on the corner, cars passing you and trying to brake check you to stop. Just my two cents. Vic in Egan. Vic's our flag guy. P.S. I can order the GL flag for cheap and show you. If you like it, I would take the chance and order 500 of them for you. No, Vic, you don't have to do that, but you've given me an idea. Why don't people just create their own GL flags? Oh, that's oh, a great idea. Joe. No, that's an <laughs> awful idea. Why? I, know, I was ding, being that sarcastic. Is, that's Why? ding, ding all over it. Hey, hold on. I'm going to draw one right now. Here we go. Well, I can't. I, just because you morons won't do any work, I can't leave it up to Vic out in Egan to do it. Do it yourself. It's your show. Well, I already got the stickers that I'm eating. I ate 800 bucks worth. Hold on. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a piece of paper. Did you hear from any other truckers? Yeah, I got another one here. Because I heard from somebody who works in freight, and she said it's not going to happen because there will always be a driver available, and as long as conditions are safe, you'll have your goods. Joe, I'm replying to Dumb Dumb Number Two's request for truckers' reaction to going into unpoleased areas. I'm I've been number both. Three. I don't number know who's three. Th- is rookie number two. Yeah, it's Chris and what did Reavers the- graduate to number one? I think rookie's still number one. <laughs> yeah, it's Matthew, Chris, and three. Is I height three. ranked? Is height ranked? Do, do, no, do I get he's, ranked? He's not dumb. Come on. Oh, gee, if you guys would uh, stop bothering me, I'm drawing my GL flag right now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> do you have colors? <laughs> Can I read the? Uh, Please. Truckers uh, email, trucker Mark. I've seen both union and non-union believe the Teamsters don't care about the police union. They only care about the Teamsters. And no trucker would want to go into a place where there are no police. We are usually on different sides in most of our interactions, but when a, when the bleep hits the fan, truckers want cops. I can't even think what that UPS driver pulling the doubles on 35W was thinking as his truck was being looted while moving. I wouldn't have stopped either. I've been in areas where it can get a little dicey in the wee hours making deliveries. Uh, I will not go into a town where the police have been disbanded. Uh, That's a town that has now deemed itself a no-go zone. So there's plenty to think about. Uh, one One of you accidentally came up with a good thought. Uh, Accidentally, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a what? compliment. <laughs> well, what will this do to insurance rates? If if you if you yeah. literally disbanded a police force, which will not happen, by the way. But if you did, what's that do to insurance rates? Would insurance even be necessary anymore, or is it just total chaos? Well, just think about yeah. If you're a business, there's no chance in hell you're going to get insurance. Joe, yeah, Joe, somebody accidentally your... came up with that. <laughs> do you have your phone at, at the ready? Yeah. Go to go to your phone. Reavers just sent out his his flag. I made one. Did you, te- did you text it to me? Yeah, I sent it to yeah. all you guys. Yeah. Look at look at your text messages. <laughs> I don't have it yet. <laughs> My phone is not behaving well. Yeah. Oh, okay, you and Royce okay, are on the same plan. Oh, okay, boo. There it is. I got it. I got it. GL <laughs> flag. That's a yeah. beauty. Yeah. Might have to tweet that one out later. Uh, that's a beaut. That is a beaut. You know what that was? The finest Sharpie I could find. <laughs> Say, Father's Day is this Sunday. 
You get yourself to Grunhoffers. Oh yes, you meatloaf load up. time, baby. You well, there they go. There goes the meatloaf. You <laughs> load up for the old man and cook for him on Sunday. The brats, the burgers, the steaks, the chops, the meatloaf, uh, jerky, chicken, salmon, whatever you want. It's it's just the best meat market in the entire United States. GLers have discovered this and pronounced it so. But what what a greater feast for Dad than a Grunhoffer's backyard barbecue with all the meat products from Grunhoffer's. Try a, have a brat tasting contest. That's where you cut them up and put them on, on toothpicks. There you go. And then yeah. you, you you label them, and then you have a taste test. Oh. Who likes what? Who likes this? Somebody email. What was the name of the new one, the Italian sausage? I have it right here for purposes of uh, uh, advertisements. The Good. Italian Supreme Brat. Oh, Mild Italian sausage, red and green bell pepper, onions, mozzarella cheese, cheddar cheese, hot pepper cheese. Beer wow. cheese soup and bacon brat is still going strong. Meatloaf has turned into a crazy thing. Uh, Spencer is making 100 pounds of meatloaf every week. And yes, Spencer endorses putting the Grunhofer's meatloaf on the smoker or oh. in the smoker. I stopped so. out there Sunday and I picked up two beef tenderloins for supper and mm-hmm. some sweet and heat turkey jerky mm. oh, didn't see spence amazing. he wasn't there yeah. but mm. there really supper is. supper love it John. supper <laughs> yeah. see I, I have to yeah we still i still call it supper hold on we got a text in response to the gl flag from the rook he says yep. looks good thumbs up let's run with it america <laughs> <laughs> that's why he got d minuses because he would have settled for that. Yeah, it's done. Let's go to school. Uh, when we return, I want to visit, revisit COVID nineteen. University of Garage Logic ninety eight College of Self Esteem Zip Nada Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I'm looking for a. Uh, A tweet from Tom Hauser on the numbers of people who have died from COVID in long-term care facilities. Uh, The numbers are astonishing. If you bear with me, I'll try to find them. Uh, I shouldn't be taking this long because here we go. Especially since we're just on a break. I know what it just occurred to me to start the segment this way. Got it. Minnesota Department of Health reports six new COVID-19 deaths, the lowest number since April 13th. Four of the six were in long-term care, 67%. Overall, 1,034 of 1,304 were in long-term care, 79%. Today, 186 are ICU, same as Sunday, which was lowest since May 7. Another 167 hospitalized, lowest since April 24. Uh, MDH reports 230 new COVID cases, uh, and that would be, just a minute, I'm calling the rest of it up, the Here fewest, the fewest, uh, that's the fewest recorded number of deaths in a single report since April 13. Okay, my point is, will history look unkindly at the treatment of the people in long-term care facilities? Will history look unkindly at how they've been isolated and kept from seeing their loved ones? Will history react unkindly to not enough care taken to make the lives of those people better? I was noting today in the Pioneer Press a Dave Oreck story 
Minnesota health officials Monday released a set of guidelines for families to do a window visit with a relative in a nursing home or other long-term care center. The guidelines themselves for open window visits aren't surprising. Uh, You have to check with the facility, keep six feet of distance, and wear a mask. But it's important to have them spelled out as elderly housing communities consider ways to allow for more contact for residents who have been quarantined from loved ones for three months, said Doug Beardsley, vice president of member services for care providers of Minnesota, an industry group representing nursing homes and other facilities. Open window visits aren't an option for everyone. Some residents live on upper floors. Uh, Beardley said the new guidelines are a step toward allowing actual outdoor face to socially distance face visits. And the industry is in talks with state and federal officials about how safely to do that. One of the complicating factors, regulatory framework, licensed clinical care centers are under federal jurisdiction of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The state has little wiggle room. Independent living facilities and other types of housing for older people don't fall under federal jurisdiction, but the state has applied those standards nonetheless out of both prudence and simplicity. Senator, uh, state Senator Karen Housley Republican St. Mary's Point, one of the most vocal critics of how the state has handled COVID-19 outbreaks in nursing homes, released a statement Monday that read in part, I'm glad MDH is finally taking action, but I don't believe these guidelines go far enough. Unfortunately, Minnesotans still have no clarity about when they might be able to spend time with their loved ones, many of whom suffer from physical or mental conditions that make window visits nearly impossible. All right. Who are we trying to protect by not letting me see my mother? If I go in with gloves, my sanitized wipes, and a mask, and my mom's wearing a mask, who are we trying to protect? Because I'm already masked up, so I'm covered with the workers, and I'm not going to touch anything, and I've got the sanitizer with me. Who in the hell, why are we depriving dying elderly people from seeing their families? I think I know the answer. Okay, help me. Uh, because we've lost more elderly in homes than anybody else, have we not, at least in this state? No, it can't be more than New York. Oh, the same problem happened, happened in New York with nursing homes. My point but is, I, what, why, why can't I go see my mother? She's uh, 92 years old. She's in a long-term care facility, and I'm supposed to wave through, through the window? What if she's on the 10th floor? Who are we trying to protect? Well, I, I understand your frustration, and I don't necessarily disagree, but I, I think that's what their answer will be. Their answer will be what? They're trying to protect the elderly that are already in more jeopardy than the rest of us, I think. Okay, what if I even go this far? Uh, you take my fever when I arrive, uh, and I'll pass whatever other rules you want me to follow. I just think it's... I think I history will. With you, I think yeah, history is going to look at this unkindly. Uh, uh, the elderly people seem to have been kicked down the hall here, and uh, God Almighty, all they have is their memories. All they have is their family at this point. Yeah, uh, I, I, you I, know, I, I understand. My my old man got hauled off to the hospital a few weeks ago, and his wife wasn't allowed to go in with him. You know, yep. she was. She was beside herself with grief, and the mm-hmm. hospital he was at had no cases and mm-hmm. no symptoms and nothing, but she was not allowed inside. Yeah, I don't even I think agree. we're in the top 15. I'm looking I at agree, this you know, but I, I just I, I think that's what they're going to say to you. Is Height still with us? Yes. Who are we trying to protect? 
I would assume, like Kenny, uh, the uh, older people who are can are compromised because of age, but. You know, you're right. If everybody so, I stand in the door if, at least. I stand in the yeah. door and say, "Hi, mom." Yeah, yeah. I'll blow her a kiss. These people need to see their people. Yeah. Well, and like yeah. you were saying a couple of weeks back with the funerals. I mean, that's just well, that, that's just not right. Well, and that yeah, it's all right though if you're protesting, or it's all right to have the George Floyd Memorial with 600 <laughs> people. Again, you euphorians, I'm not saying that he should not have had a memorial. I am pointing out the hypocrisy. The double standard. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's laughable. Yeah. It's very it, glaring in the case of the memorial. Um where I break away from that chant is the protesting, they just have no control over that. They can tell them not to protest, but it's going to happen anyway. Right, right. Y- you know, um, but y- I-, I believe you're right with the memorial, yeah. But gee whiz, uh, they're almost, it's almost like the elderly have been marginalized and without a voice to speak up for them. Maybe uh, Karen Housley's been doing a lot of talking at the Capitol, but... Uh, I have no horse in the race anymore. Everybody's gone in my situation, uh, but I'd, I'd be putting up quite a quite a fuss if if uh, I had a parent in one of these homes and I was told you can't see the parent, they can't see their grandkids. Are you kidding me? Is the uh, is the Bix Produce Warehouse is are, are, is that still sitting there empty? Well, that's going to become the morgue. That was a that's a I'd love a, a an investigative reporter to get to the bottom of that story. It apparently won't be needed, but you just paid as a taxpayer six and a half million for it. Right? Boy, we rushed into that. Huh? That was the fastest real estate closing deal I've ever seen. Because as you were reading that info from wow. Hauser, CNN just had a headline saying that uh, there's a new model that is now predicting that we're going to have over two hundred and fifty thousand dead by October mm-hmm. as a result of COVID nineteen. Okay, I, 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 uh, the models have not been accurate yet. All models are useless, remember. No, all models are wrong, remember, but some are useful. Huh? All models are wrong, but no. some are useful. Got it. That was said by some famous statistician. I have no idea who. <laughs> Gee, I just feel bad, though. Reading that story today, I thought, how callous this is. Oh, we're going we're gonna to loosen up a little and get you a window time. Oh, bleep you. <laughs> I'm going in. I, I, this is ridiculous. When, when you is... got to the front door, they'd say, well, which room is she in? I said, I don't know. I have to look that up. She's up there. <laughs> She's up there somewhere. <laughs> I got her cigarette delivery here. I got to get up there. I, I'll find it. She needs her smokes. <laughs> why, why? Suddenly I'm on FaceTime on my desktop computer. <laughs> what in God's name is this? I'm looking at myself. Who what did you call? I don't know what this is. Kenny, can you see me? Uh, I've got my cameras taped over, Joe. Uh, oh. You know how paranoid I am and <laughs> kind of crazy, insane things that happen here. I, uh, Joe, I have no idea out. how that happened because remember when we did the Zoom thing? Yeah. yeah. Yep, I told sure you do. I couldn't do it for my desktop? Because yep. you don't yeah. have one. Well, now, now I have don't. one. What the hell happened? <laughs> what? Did I just... What? What? No, uh, oh. see, the thing is, you have the same laptop that I do. You have a MacBook Air. Yeah. And 
instead of trying to walk you through the process of Joe, I know you have a camera on that computer because I have the same model. Yeah. I just said it's going to be too much out. work. Let him use I, his phone. Yeah. I, for the life of me, don't know how I, that was up on the screen. I don't know what oh. happened. That's the CIA watching you. What yep, did you probably. say today? You've already. <laughs> I'm already in enough trouble. Get out some duct tape, Suchi boy. Cover that camera up. <laughs> if the kids don't get me Grunhoffers, that means they'd have to go up to Grunhoffers on Highway 61 in Hugo. Sure. If, if they don't get me Grunhoffers, I already got chill boys. Yep. I don't live on a lake. I don't need Aquaside, but I know people who do need Aquaside. I'll take care of Schmelz myself because uh, I know what kind of car I got to have for, for the upcoming winter. I know where you're going here. Yeah, uh, but if they don't get me the, uh, or they don't get me mo- mo- Mosquito Shield, I want them to maybe get up to EcoFund Motorsports yes. and replace the bike that was stolen from me by a child. Stolen from me well, by a grandchild. Well, it's the only right thing to do. I think so. Just a replacement situation. You know, biking has become the hottest fad now, or uh, exercise, or leisure time activity in the United States. It's just unbelievable. Manufacturers are struggling to keep up. They got them at EcoFund, Bintelli e-bikes. And uh, my personal favorite are the scooters. They turn every adventure, every errand into an adventure. I told you yesterday, I got a recall on mine. I got to call Tim and have him pick it up. They'll service it. They do that for all their customers at EcoFund. You buy a Bentelli e-bike, a Yamaha, a scooter, a side-by-side, 4x4, any of the kids' recreational items, and you need service, they come to you, pick it up, take it back to Forest Lake, service it, and return it to you. This is EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61, because GL owns Highway 61. This is G, uh, uh, EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in uh, downtown Forest Lake. Great stuff, great fun stuff, and a lot of time left before Father's Day to lay in your purchase, hide it in the garage, and surprise the old man on Sunday morning. How about that? Beautiful. Huh? How about that? Very cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, GLers. That about takes us out of here for now, huh? And now you got plenty of time to figure out that uh, camera on your new computer. No, I just put this computer to sleep. Okay, so now you're good to go. I have no idea how that happened. It'll be a mystery for the rest of time. Hey, uh, PodMN is your only podcast app made specifically for Minnesota. You can find Garage Logic and others talk about local sports, news, comedy, true crime, and so much more. There's also a chance to win rewards each and every time you listen. Download the app in the Apple or Google Play stores today. PodMN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.